Isn't the point of traveling to get away from it all, to feel the best you've ever felt? Then maybe you should check out Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool white sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. When your trip comes to an end, you won't need another vacation because you just had the vacation. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Previously on Modular. Bradley Copper struggled in the town of Leylon after having his best friend Inverna abandon him. After a alcohol-fueled night seeing his ex and being abandoned by another friend, Zephyros, he slept on the shores of Idol Island, where more visions filled his mind. Now he has been awoken by his cousin, Locke Dangerfield. Banter. banter, banter, banter. We all bantered. We all got We're bantered. All I'm bantered. You know what? You know what I like to say when I'm done with banter. What do you like to say? What do you like to say? <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome. My name is Jack Dean. My name is Thorn George. <laughs> My name is Luke Job. And this is Modular, the podcast where we. Take you, who the module's written by Wizards of the Coast for the 5th editions of Dungeons & Dragons. That's right, Thorin. These are the pre-written stories made up by folks who made up D&D. We didn't write them, but we're here to run them for you. And why would we do that? Well, Luke, maybe your DM who is thinking about running a particular campaign, you want to get a feel for how it plays out. Maybe your player who has already been in this particular campaign, you want to reminisce on the good old days. Maybe you're a secret surprise cast member, and you want to know how to... <laughs> Really, really, really come, uh, come in and just belittle your fam- uh, family member by being <laughs> level 15 while he's, what, level 9 or something? Yeah, I'm level 9. Yeah, look at that. Level 9. Worthless. Yeah. <laughs> we all should be warning each other episode taking a part of these pre-written adventures that means there aren't more major sports. <laughs> there are major spoilers for the key plot points of each story warning, and right now we're running Sleeping Dragon's Waking, so if you don't want spoilers, you should leave it out. And there is another warning we should offer them. That's right, Jack. Modular is not a podcast for children. It contains explicit language as well as adult themes like sex, alcohol, drug use, violence. And in this episode particularly, particularly, we do want to give a content warning. Um, there is some mention of uh, slavery and the slave trade, as well as some casual in-game racism. And most importantly, likely the most triggering thing is we do explore a little bit of the physical effects of alcoholism and what that does to a person. So, please be aware of these not-so-kid-friendly themes. Now, without further ado, welcome to Modular. And our session two of Sleeping Dragon's Wake. It's a modular pod, it's a modular pod, little d and for you and me, oh yeah. 
Okay. Okay. I have a question to sync us up. All right. Okay. Gen 2 Pokemon, Thorin, who do you pick as your starter? Um, Cyndaquil. No, no. I need to have to think about it. Okay. Jack, who do you pick as your starter? So this is bad because I can't remember her. Uh, is it Chikorita? Chikorita, Chikorita? yeah. Yeah. Well, this works out because I picked Totodile. Hey! So we, wow. get one. Look at that. That's dope. For alligator's fucking cool, dude. Alligator is a, a no, sick No, for alligator man. is fucking sick. Typhlosion's sick. I like Meganium. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Jack. You suck. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I don't know why. I've always, I've always been... I'm, I'm a grass Pokemon type of guy. Don't so you why. picked Squirtle last time. Oh, yeah, but uh, with the exception of the Gen ones, because... Um, for some reason, but I, I don't fuck with Bulbasaur. I don't know why. <laughs> no, I, I get don't... it. Grass is my favorite type, mm. so I understand. They look, I they like, look the I, nicest. I like a good grass type, too. Yeah. Um, if you were to ask about Gen 3, I would pick Trico. Well, don't do it. Uh, <laughs> I'll use it for the future. I'll use it for future syncs. Don't worry. Okay. Just go through all nine generations, and I know exactly which one I would pick. I won't, rem- I, I well, won't know them all. <laughs> well, I was going to say, I won't know them all either, but we will have at least seven more sinks. So. True. And, and for us, Jack, we can just look up the ones we don't know. Yeah, just take a look. <laughs> I'd just be like, uh, I guess this bird with a bow tie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, this worm with a top So hat. there isn't a bird with a bow tie, but there is a bird with an apron. Uh, it's called Bombardier. It's supposed to be like a stork. Nice. Um, so instead of having a little baby satchel, it has an apron made out of feathers that it just drops rocks on people with. <laughs> is it a flying rock type? It's a flying dark type. Mm, that is pretty but dark. But it has a just special ability. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's no, a right? Cain and Abel bullshit there. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Okay, well, we're synced up. What's going on? Locke, you are standing on a small island next to the, what you would consider a pretty busted up town of Leylon. The island is not very large. Uh, You came here on a paid ship. Uh, You know that this this is not the ship's uh, last stop, but you're looking to get a different ship. The island has a few distinguishing features. Number one, there is a a wooded grove kind of off to the west side. All of the trees barren of leaves. This is uh, the month of the rotting. It's It's the second day of the rotting now, which is essentially November. It's cold. The wind off the sea kind of chills you, but you've definitely been colder. Hmm. The other distinguishing features are, one, there are three kind of idols on this island. One at the western side, slanted towards the east. One at the southern and northern sides, slanted towards the north and south, respectively. So the southern one is slanted towards the north, the northern one is slanted towards the south. You see that both these, that's the way they would have sat, you can deduce. The southern and northern ones have both been split in half 
and their respective upper halves are just kind of lying on the ground. The last distinguishing feature is that there is your little cousin lying <laughs> uh, with dried vomit on his mouth and chest next to the southern pillar. Uh, he looks very hungover. And there he is, just lying there. He looks up at you. You can tell he is absolutely shook to see you here. Hey, you wouldn't have to know where the uh, the hero of Leilon is. I've heard he's like this this really cool hero, like goes around saving everything and, you know, killing dragons and, you know, being like the talk of the town and stuff. You wouldn't... You wouldn't know. You couldn't point me in the right direction. Stranger, covered what in vomit, lying on the floor I... in front of me. Am I still dreaming? Uh, Locke, what the fuck are you doing here? That is a fantastic uh, question. I, I, I just, like, you know, can't I, can't I just pop over and, and see my cousin? Can't just come and see how you're doing? Which, if you don't mind me saying today, couldn't, you don't look great. Couldn't write me. Couldn't. You know, for the longest time, I thought you were dead. Yeah, well, you know, for the longest time, I, I, I wanted to be dead. So that's that's pretty fun, isn't it? As a as a concept, as a as an idea. Um, I don't think either of us are doing as well as we could be right now. Um, I don't know. God, can someone turn off the sun? I don't know what you're talking about. I'm doing great right now. I'm living it up. As living you a great say life. this, uh, a seagull just kind of swoops overhead and shits right on your shoulder. And just splatters you. Yep. <sighs> great life. Well, well, shit. Fine. You know what? I don't have time to argue that you're not okay. If you say you're okay, you know what? I'm going to absolutely believe you. Uh... I need your help. Let's go. Let's get in the boat. What? Where are we going? What? What are you doing? I have to protect Leilon or something. You, is it, Bradley, is... you see a familiar ship. One ship is 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 leaving the bay. Uh, that that's presumably the ship that Locke came here on. You see a familiar ship is waiting near the island. It is not the Dancing Delight, not the ship of Sanzantar, uh, but rather the Ice Flow, the ship of Captain Christophen, Marigold's older, bigger, more imposing white dragonborn brother. It is anchored, and you see that there are some crew members standing, you know, some hundred feet out, 30, 40, 50 feet up. I'm not sure how tall ships are. Um, <laughs> just looking looking at the two of you, and one of them kind of says, Hey, are you guys coming? Uh, j- yeah, just a, j- just a moment there. Just a moment there, uh, pal. Um, so, uh, what's... Miss- we're, pay- we're paid by the day. It's not really a rush, I guess. <laughs> Then why are you rushing me, man? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, so- I'm new. I'm new. You. Someone slaps this guy on the back of his head. Shut the fuck up, Billy. <laughs> God, da- oh, God damn it. You know, just 
cool. What's uh, what, what's going on with these these stones? Have you did you get drunk and break them? <laughs> no, no, they were broken when I got here. I don't know what the fuck's up. Last time I was here, there was a vampire, but me and Verna managed to kill it. Um, so I'm not quite. But these stones were like standing then, but that was like you know forever ago. So I don't really know. Oh, who, who's in Verna? Is that your girlfriend? On. Uh, no. We're not going to get into this. Yeah, that's that's fair. I, re- um, I realize I am coming uh, coming a little hot here. Can I can I have a quick investigation of the stones? See if I can find anything. Absolutely. Out? Yeah, I mean, I I was looking at them all lo- night last night. I didn't. I couldn't find anything. So, like, good luck to you. Well, I mean, all due respect, I'm not drunk. <laughs> so I wish I was, but I'm not. I'm not drunk either. Are you? Well, presumably yeah, you're, last you're night. The one who's... You're no longer drunk, Bradley, but you are hungover. <laughs> uh, is it investigation or is it Arcana? Uh, which do you prefer? I would like to use Arcana. Yeah, go for it. That's 26. Holy shit. There is Jesus a Christ. serious pulse of divination magic coming from this island. It's the same kind of magic that you can generally sense when you're with your sister, Teresa, and she is seeing whatever she sees. I mean, obviously she's not always pulsing with divination magic, but she is a divination wizard. Mm. Um, You get the sense that there is the lingering after effects of divination magic coming from the northern stone, and as uh, I won't even ask for an investigation in this, you can see that the mud from the fallen upper half of the northern stone is rather fresh. This just recently fell. The southern one, been there a long time, and there's less radiating divination from this one. From the western one, the last one still standing, it is pulsing. With divination magic, it is still chocked full, and that's that's kind of what what you're getting from that. So, what you can deduce is this magic is not infinite; it's finite, and it absolutely has been sapped. And in its sapping, these idols are breaking. Hmm. Well, that's interesting. I, I suppose I'll, I'll relay the information to uh, to Bradley. But um, I mean, listen, this is your this is your back garden, so you know if you this is all your you know your deal. So might, that might be something you want to figure out at some point because uh, this doesn't this doesn't necessarily bode that well. Uh, but also, oh, yeah. it's not why I'm here. So, um, why don't we pop on the ship and, uh, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what we're, we're up to on the way. Road trip. Okay. Let's, sure. The CEO will do you some good. Come on, let's get you cleaned up. Let's get over there. Okay. Yeah. 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 Hey, there's something that Thorin knows about this boat that Bradley doesn't know. Should, should Thorin be concerned? No. No. Um, and Thorin, you can just wipe that from your memory. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um... What is Locke's passive perception? Uh, my pa- uh, 21. 
Okay. You one thing you notice about mm. Bradley, his right hand, his knuckles are a little bit busted up. Yeah. My passive is twenty. That's crazy. The I two, didn't think it was that high. And so yeah, Thorn remind us Bradley is now level nine, that's correct? Yeah. And Locke is level fifteen? Yes. The two of you make your way towards a small rowboat where Locke rows you out back to the main ship. The two of you are hoisted up. Bradley, one thing you notice about your cousin that may be a bit off are a few things. One, he's rowing this boat like a fucking man. This is not the <laughs> this is not the pompous, you know, scholarly like ritzy kind of socialite that you once knew and obviously you you might have seen him once or twice since you know he saved the realm but that was that that was all a blur you know he he was at the time the biggest celebrity in the country you know world-ending threats come all the time lock dangerfield is now not as popular as he once was so <laughs> maybe you have more time to talk to him the other thing you notice is he's wearing armor, which is a bit strange, and he has a sword, which is a bit strange. Um, but as you two are hoisted up, you're back on the ship, and you see, once again, the six-foot-six hulking white dragonborn captain of the Ice Flow, Christophan. And he says, Bradley Copper, I am... How do you say... Not so excited to see you since you chose not to hire me for the last job. But your cousin here pays well. How do you do? I do well. How are you? I'm fine. How is that pipsqueak brother of mine? Oh, he's he's great. He's... uh. Great, that's good. Okay. You know, I can't remember the last he, time I. He starts to walk off. <laughs> oh. He says, uh, "He says, make yourself comfortable. Welcome to the ice flow." The two of you see, generally getting a feel for the layout, bigger ship than the Dancing Delight was. I, it, you kind of get a, a sense of safety, Bradley, that this ship. Is just in better condition. It does have a giant icebreaker <laughs> on the front of it. Uh, one thing that stands out very quickly to you. Central Mast, there is a nearly naked Goliath who is chained to the Central Mast. He is... He looks absolutely famished, like he's been starved. He, If he was standing upright, he would probably push eight feet tall. But he is hunched over now. You see his wrists are bloody. Um, and he's kind of ranting and raving, and everyone's just going about their business, not addressing him at all. Locke, you know, um, because you've been on the ship very briefly, this is the ship's slave. He is a captured Goliath. His name is Snowscred. He is a devout worshiper of the evil god Talos. 
and he <clears throat> is pretty generally uh, treated poorly, and it seems that the crew keeps him as kind of an and, and doesn't kill him kind of as a way to spite Talos and like laugh in the face of this evil god of storms because this is just a badass fucking ship and they don't they don't care about no god <laughs> making the waves a little a little choppier what's up with this guy oh he's uh it's uh <laughs> we haven't we I haven't seen you in a in a hot minute I don't really know where your moral priorities are so when I tell you this I don't want you to be like we need to stop this right away but that is the ship's oh. life <laughs> He's a okay. Yeah, he's a zealot worshiper of Talos. This is kind of like the, the sailors like to give him a big like "fuck you" by you know chaining him up and having him there. It's listen, it's not important. Put it out of your mind. It's not what we're talking. It's not what we're here for. Let's let's get you. Let's get he you. He shouldn't even up. be here. He doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Let's get you, let's get you downstairs. Let's get you. Uh, under deck and they'll get you cleaned up and I'll tell you uh, tell you what we're up to okay Bradley you have... take an yeah. we, we, you take an hour or so to clean yourself up uh, some of the crew are willing to take and clean off your armor and your clothes you get a pretty basic breakfast of uh, just some sausage links and some toast but they uh, they give you what you what they have to offer and then, oh, also lots of clementines. You know, got to watch out for the scurvy. <laughs> they, uh, the two of you are sharing a cabin, uh, which is much nicer than when you stayed on the Dancing Delight. You were sleeping in crew hammocks. The two of you have a private cabin. It's just a, a top bunk and a bottom bunk. And now you two are sat alone here. Small table, two chairs, mirror, small bookshelf. Are there any books? Uh, there are a few books, yeah. Mostly just, like, maps. Nice. Alright, look. You gotta tell me what's going on here, man. What's... Where are we going? What's with the armor? I thought you were, like, a magic man. Magic no. What's up? <laughs> not, um... Not so much anymore. Um... Oh, uh... Where, where to begin? Um, Bradley, have you have you ever cared about someone? Maybe even loved them, and you you lost them in some way, or you know you, you couldn't be with them. Yeah, I do. I do know that feeling. <clears throat> yeah. Right. So. Someone was someone like that was taken from me, not that about not that long ago, when all that shit with the dragons was happening. And we managed to stop Tiamat. Great, we managed to sort that out. But the dragon that did me wrong, fucking kept me in a cell for months on end. Who, who killed my sister, your cousin Teresa, and. That was a bull like trying to get her back, wasn't it? Uh, sorry, I'm just it's it's, very, it's it's still quite raw. Mm. He's he's still out there, and you know what? 
I was fine leaving him out there. Fought, fought him twice, lost both those times, it cost. But then Teresa started having dreams about him. And those dreams involved you. She thinks that you and the Great White Death of Athertor are going to meet. Well, I mean, it kind of sounds like we're on a, a one-way street to meet him right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we are. That's listen. I've heard kind of like a a self-fulfilling prophecy, you know. The we, you're right. We might be. It might be a self-fulfilling prophecy. We might be playing right into fate's hands by doing this. But if you're destined to meet. Arathator, if you're destined to fight him, don't you want to help? I mean, sure. Why do I have to fight him, though? Have you not been listening? Like, this guy's a piece of work. He fucked me up. He, ki- he killed my friend. He killed my sister. He killed my lover. I only got two of those back. <laughs> and he's still just out there. He kept me in a prison. Yeah, no, you're right. Sorry, I'm. My head's a little foggy right now. Listen, if I don't, I don't, I hate all this fate shit and all this future. Yeah, you know, I, I, I hate it. But if Arathator's coming for you for whatever reason, we don't want. I assume you don't want to be in Leylon because haven't you spent like the last year trying to fix that place up? And what you want a dragon to show up there for what for? God's no. Exactly. Now, I got word that the Whalebones, so the archipelago not too far from here, has, has been experiencing some really fucked up weather. It's been frozen, it's getting cold, and there's uh, these giant rocks, you know, the big old birds. They usually go there. They've not been going there anymore. Now, that on its own, not necessarily a sighting, but... I got got to thinking, tying that with what Teresa was saying, I think that's where Rathator's made his new lair. So that's where we're okay. heading. We're going to scope the place out, see what's what, and if the Rathator's there, we're just going to kill him. You, you've killed a dragon before. Yeah, but what about... Weren't you part of like a group or something called the Dragon Slayers? Where are the rest of them? They're retired. I'm retired. That's why you're here. <laughs> okay. Is that I can't like we we went through too much to to stop Tiamat coming back. I I'm not. I'm, I can't bring them back into this. I don't want to be here. But it doesn't seem like I've got a choice. And if it's a way to get even with that son of a bitch. Maybe that's worth coming out of retirement for just one last hurrah, you know? Okay. <coughs> oh, yeah. Okay, no, yeah, that that uh, that makes sense, for sure. Good, yeah, great, great. glad you're uh, on board. Um, kind, of, kind of feels like you're, wor- you're working through some stuff, so maybe this would be like a really nice, like, uh, you know, self-esteem. You know, you killed a dragon! That's a pretty big boost. Right? <laughs> That'll help. Yeah, that'll definitely 
Anyway, um, how's how's the family? How's uh, how are your sisters? How's uh, Teresa and um, what's I can't remember your other sister's name. I'm sorry. I'm the worst cousin. I really well, am. But th that's that's his half sister. So you're probably not related to her. That's true. Or maybe you are, and then this is very awkward. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, don't worry. Yeah, aren't our moms related? Your moms are both human, right? And your dads are both... The scene the scene in the last season was that your dads were talking. But you, okay. but, but your dads wouldn't both be related because then you would have the same last name. Yeah. You're, I know, I know I for a fact this, I don't Bradley's, think we... Bradley's dad is Elvin. Bradley's mom okay. is human. Okay. I think that's the same for Locke. Yeah, I think so as well. So then, so my so your mom's, mom's it would be it would be it have to be your mom's. Yeah. yeah, yeah, our moms are yeah. So is the half sister from his mom's side or his dad's side? Dad's side, I guess the one that's not related she, to you. Well, she's full. She's fully Elven, isn't she? Oh, then mom's side God. <laughs> No, 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 it's your dad's side, because yeah. your yeah. dad... Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. cool. Figuring out a family figuring out a family tree here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Next time I'm playing a fucking orphan, this is too much. <laughs> 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 yeah, My that, only yeah, family I mean... is the streets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, they're, yeah, they're, they're doing okay, they're you know, trying to... trying to move on from, uh, from everything that happened. Um... What uh? What's uh? I point, I point to his knuckles and be like, you uh, you got a scrap? Yeah, with a wall. Oh, uh, well. You know, sometimes you just get mad and you punch a wall. Uh, definitely on purpose. Insight check, their luck. <laughs> I'm gonna roll. Versus, I'm gonna yeah, roll deception. deception. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. I have a plus twelve. I rolled a 17 plus 12, 29. I rolled an 8, so I believe you. <laughs> <laughs> Which, to be fair, isn't, isn't that hard to believe that you would punch a wall kind of where you are. But I, well, you know what? Take that energy and we'll put it into killing a Rathosaur. Okay. You know, the only dragon I've ever faced was a white dragon. So maybe that means something in this. Yeah, there you go. So you're, you're, you're basically an expert. I've not. I've never killed a white dragon. So that's not true. Yeah, that's not true. <laughs> I'm trying to be nice to him. I know it's not true. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, insight I'm, I'm... be deception. <laughs> okay. My insight is plus six. Because I can't tell him. I, I was like, oh I yeah, I had a sick fight. Twenty-three. Twenty-three. All right. Let me roll my deception. Yeah, you know I'm lying. <laughs> Yeah, you're definitely... I can see it on your face. I'm not going to say anything, but I just yeah. know you're lying. Well, it's not like I was going to tell Bradley that I killed one on top of, like, a falling sky castle. That's the coolest shit I've ever heard. Like, I'm not going to make him true. feel... That is so though. fucking true. Jeez. Yeah. As the two of you are talking, you hear a little rap-tap-tap at the door. And, um... You hear a, a, a female voice say, Master Dangerfield, uh, I have the... The uh, information you're asking for? Uh, yeah, come in, please. You see in walks an 
old gnomish woman. Uh, she's got these big Coke bottle glasses, making her eyes look huge. Uh, she's got these long, uh, white eyebrows that kind of stick out, and <laughs> just this wily hair. You can see streaks of pink in it still, but it's mainly white now. And she's holding this book that's as big as her. And she says, mind if I? And she gestured uh, towards the table. Yeah, please. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, please. Please, go on. She slams this book on the table. Dust kind of, you know, flies up from it. You can just smell that sweet, sweet, dusty smell. <laughs> she she points. Is she, Locke fucking? Is this is this Locke's Alfred? Is Locke fucking Batman now? <laughs> this is a member of the crew. This is a member of the crew. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> she she holds out her tiny gnomish hand and says, my, "Mr. Copper, my name's Peg. Pleasure to meet you." I shake her hand. She says, uh, "How'd you do?" I mean, I'm a little. Uh, taken aback by everything. It's just happened so fast, but I'm doing well. Great, otherwise. great. Well, let's talk Let's talk about this place you're headed, the Whale Bones. We should be there in about uh, a little under three days. And so she points to an archipelago that's... it would. It's so close to due west, but it is... It's slightly south. And okay. you knowing these waters, uh, generally, Bradley, and, and Locke knowing this as well, the fact that there's reports that this place has frozen over, generally where the whale bones are situated, that doesn't make any fucking sense. That should not be happening. She points and she says, The whale bones are known for just a few things. First and foremost, that they are they're home to the giant birds known as rocks. So it's not just an island of rocks, R-O-C-K-S. It's an island of rocks, R-O-C-S. Uh, the rocks are usually shepherded by storm giants, but as of late, my sources tell me that the storm giants have gone. They've disappeared. And so uh, th there wouldn't be no chance of a white dragon showing up if the storm giants were around, but uh, an adult white dragon is fierce enough to chase off some rocks, mm. especially because they're wild animals and... Should they have known that they could work together against the dragon, perhaps they could have ripped its throat out and eaten it, but they didn't do that, I would imagine. <laughs> the other folks that live on the whale bones are a savage bunch, bunch of barbarians that uh, tend to war over the small islands and the few resources contained within them. They are... Uh, generally just bad dudes the <laughs> the the current king from what i understand his name is king akachapalopolis akachapalopolis I, I feel like you made that up no it's it's for real it's for real <laughs> king akachapalopolis See, they're so simple and stupid over there at this island that they think more syllables means more coolness or whatever i feel like peg might be a little bit racist <laughs> or like a little yeah, bit it sounds like peg's a fucking peg, it sounds like peg's a little racist Peg's a little racist for sure she says it's it's, it's nothing against it you know humans for one rather dull i i understand you're both half human don't worry i'm sure you both have your your superior elven genes 
But um, Jesus Christ. <laughs> but um yeah, so King Archidropolopolis is um he's a bad dude. They call him the bone oh they God. call him the bone muncher. He the eats bone bones. Muncher? Yes, you don't want him to eat your bones, I tell you this much. So, here's here's what I would do. Once you arrive, you need to sell yourselves as merchants because they do not get a lot of good stuff coming their way and they're not going to let you freely roam around the uh the the whale bones without you know chatting them up they, they would attack us and we're ready to defend the ship we'll kill some fuckers if we have to i i'm ready and she pulls out a gun <laughs> I do not give a single fuck about one of these guys, but you don't want to have to, you know, start a whole war just to kill one dragon. I mean, th- I mean that, does, that, does all no. this make sense? Yeah, for sure. What's uh, what's in the book? And she she's pointing at it, and it's, it's a map of the oh. whale bones. We needed a whole huge book for a map of the whale bones. We couldn't well, just well, find it in one of the maps. Do you do you do you want my fucking information or not? I could walk out right now. No, no, no I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Peg. I'm sorry, okay. Peg. She puts the gun away. Sorry, I didn't That's mean the, to be... that. Was the human in me? <laughs> yes, you're right. Gods. <laughs> she points. She points at the largest island of the whale bones, and she says, "This one is called the Finback. It's the tallest island." And it once held a different dragon's lair. This dragon was known as Tonzoth of the Rocks. She was a crazy bitch. She was literally crazy. You know, people think that bronze dragons are all good, but if they go crazy, they become a bit bad. And Tonzoth of the Rocks was a bad... She was a bad bitch. Just a bad, bad bitch. But she's dead now. But she had a layer there, so I would imagine your Arathator would probably set up shop there. But to get there, you're gonna have to do some climbing. Is there no okay. is there no way we could get the boat close enough so that we can just climb straight up there and not talk to the locals? Or is that Well if we dangerous? sail past them they'll likely start, you know, sending boats out after us. Ah, uh, okay, yeah. Fair. And then she pulls out the gun again, which is fine by me. <laughs> fine, I'm, yes, I'll yes, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, that won't I'll, be necessary. Thank you, Peg. I'll go full CIA on their ass. I'll plant crack cocaine in their communities. Jesus Christ! I'll, uh. I'll kill one of their children and frame a different family for it. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Why are you boasting about this, Peg? Sorry. Get back to the it's, get back to the info. I, have, I haven't seen. That's all the info I have at this point. I'm just. I'm just. <laughs> You're just ripping. I'm, just, I'm getting crazy over here. <laughs> she puts okay. her finger in her mouth and goes up. <laughs> I'm just. I'm a little. I'm a little loony sometimes. Well, thank you. Thank you very much, Peg. Uh, yeah, thanks, Peg. We've got lots to oh, that lots was... to discuss. If you boys need old Peg, you just you just whistle. I'll come running. No matter where we are. No, if only on the ship. Oh. <laughs> I'm jumping yeah. in the water and swimming to your ass. 
<laughs> she uh, she leaves the two of you. Yeah. What the fuck was up with Peg, man? Okay. And so obviously, I, I should address the audience if because I haven't already. If you haven't figured out, none of this is in the story Sleeping Dragon's Wake. All of this is my own homebrew creation. I am using the ship from uh, Storm Lord's Wrath that was offered at the end, the ice flow. But otherwise, this is all. None of this is is stuff you need to run. But I hope you enjoy it. Yeah, it's good. It's good stuff to link uh, link the campaigns together. Exactly. Hell yeah. Exactly. Okay. So that's the info you have. Now you know you got still at least two and a half days on this questionably racist ship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Damn. We know. I mean, we know they hate Goliaths, and we know they hate humans. <laughs> Are there human workers on this ship? Oh, yeah, there are plenty of humans. It's just Peg that's racist. <laughs> oh. Great. So, um... <laughs> so, e- easy peasy. We show up. We don't get our bones munched. We climb up a massive uh, mountain. We go, we go in there. We, we fucking cap Arathator. Bob's your yeah. uncle. Big bang bush. Done. Okay. I mean, yeah, no, that that works. That works for me. Are you are, are you seriously cool with um, that? I was being I was being sarcastic. There's like there's a guy called the Bone Muncher, and he's not even <laughs> the guy we're like looking for. He's the, are, you the, are you like are you just there's a Bradley? You got you got love for me. Are you just like a badass hero who's like yeah I can handle that, or do you just not care anymore? I'm honestly not certain, cousin. I... <laughs> Everything recently has just been kind of over, you know. I just, I'm just doing what needs to be done. Yeah, you know what? I can, I can respect that. I know the feeling. Uh, well, we got a few days here. Um, we like, yeah, we're we're gonna have to pretend to be merchants so we can just practice a little bit of that. But otherwise, um, yeah, make yourself. Well, I mean, doesn't your dad sell wine or something? Yeah. You should be good at this. Yeah, my my worry is that we don't have any wine <laughs> here to. Uh... Yeah, are they going to give us goods to like pretend to sell? Or yeah, they can hook you up. Sweet. Okay, I mean th- this this ship is is definitely equipped for more than a three day journey. They they could be on the water for a month and not need to resupply. Sure. Okay. Cool. I've yeah. You know, I'll uh. I've got I've got some money. I'll uh. I'll buy some. I'll buy some of those supplies off them, and we'll just pretend that we're just giving them over. Well, look. You never told me about the armor and the sword. Oh. Uh. Well. You just explained your backstory, but you <laughs> never said what it was. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Well. The, the, I. I've had to do a little. Uh, a little adapting. In the last year or so, I um, I, I borrow all all that all that fancy magic stuff, like all those stories you you heard. I borrowed all of that power, and now it's gone. What? Okay. Because you know, Tiamat Tiamat's gone. That that was the that was the plan. That was the that was the deal. So I'm out of magic. So suddenly I go back go from being you know powerful spellcaster to nothing but luckily i had uh my friends who are particularly skilled and 
their skills don't rely on someone else telling them if they're good or not. So I've been <laughs> I've been helping them out and learning a lot from there. Uh, my my old friend Annie's been do, like worked out a whole like workout regime for me. It sucked. It was so bad. I hated it. But you know, now I'm like buff and shit. <laughs> so you know that's pretty cool, right? Um, yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, you look you look you look like you've been working out a lot. Yeah, um, it's been good. It's been good. She's been, she's cool. been training me in uh, some sword fighting. Vodroy's been training me in some of uh, some of his healing arts and stuff. I'm 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 feeling feeling a little bit better about you know being a person. Okay. So out does out. does Locke still have the dragon arm? Yeah, presumably. I mean, uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Lock still Lock still has a scaly arm. You can just see that like he's got this like seriously intense glove uh, <laughs> on one hand, but it's it's like much more than a glove. It's like it's like well, one of those gloves that like welders have to wear, you know. <laughs> uh out of game, Jack, do you want to tell Thorin Locke's new specs? Sure. Uh so I am a uh, I'm now a rogue paladin multiclass. Which is pretty cool. Oh. So it's uh, seven levels of paladin, eight of rogue. So relatively okay. even, even split to um, to uh, reflect the fact that he's been learning from Annie and he's also been learning from Votoroy. Um So fuck yeah! In, in the wake of uh, doesn't your rogue stuff give you advantage on insight against people lying, or am I crazy? It doesn't say I've got. Uh, your inquisitive features. I, f- I feel like you had advantage on something with insight, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it just gives you proficiency in insight. I don't know. Oh no, sorry. It's um no. It's a uh, within uh it yeah insight uh, checks can't be lower than an eight. Oh, That's it. gotcha. So it's not advantage. So I still got lower than gotcha. An eight. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Like and I'm a very skilled wire. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So you two take some time to catch up. Uh, do you want to mosey around the ship at all? Sure. All right. Um, above deck, below deck. What do you want to do? Uh, I, I want to check out. I mean, we got three days. Why not the whole thing? Okay. So. Below deck, there's some crewmates playing a game of Baldur's Bones, which if you would like to play, you absolutely can. It's essentially blackjack. Um, <laughs> they are betting small amounts of coin, but still some some coin here and there. And if you're interested, we can play it. It's essentially a mini game in D&D. <laughs> uh, and then above deck, as you kind of come out... Uh, at night, you see that there's still the, this, this Goliath chained to the mast. Okay. Well, I'm not going to fuck with the Goliath because I don't fuck with Talos. <laughs> um, unless Locke wants to fuck with the Goliath. Absolutely not. <laughs> okay, cool. Um,. Then, I don't know, I just, I just want to look over on, into the water, I guess. 
just stare into the endless sea. Bradley, as you're staring out into the water, you remember the last time you spent some time at the side of a ship looking out like this. And it was Inverna that was next to you. And the two of you had a long conversation about your grandfather's flask that you have and just about life and the mission to come and trying to save Tarvin Tool and now you look over and Locke's not standing with you even though you have your cousin somewhere on this ship right now in this moment you are alone I'm definitely going to take out the flask and take a, like a big, big old swig from it. Do you think you're at the point in the past 10 days where if you don't drink, you're having side effects? Sensitivity to light, headache, hands shaking. Probably, yeah. Yeah, you feel the shake of your hand right before you, you reach for that flask. As you take that swig and kind of settle your nerves a little, you hear a voice coming from the mast, some shaking of chains. Bradley Copper. <laughs> Bradley Copper. Talos whispers in my ear of your name, Bradley Copper. I look around. Are you talking to me? <laughs> funny, funny man, this Bradley Copper. What does Talos say about me? <laughs> Talos. Talos knows you are weak. Talos if I'm so weak, knows. Talos, why am I still here? Why haven't you squashed me yet? Talos will squash you in good time. No, Talos won't do shit because Talos is weak. He's a little bitch. The god you worship fucking sucks. You see this Goliath's head just kind of peeking out from behind the mast. And he says, Bradley Copper, unchain me. We will see who this little bitch is. I haven't drank enough yet to think that's a good idea, so I'm just going <laughs> to say, I, I think your chains are good for now. You may you see on this Goliath's face a tattoo of an anchor, kind of like it looks like it's like dragging his lower eyelid on the right side of his face down. Go ahead and make me a history check. Okay. History. I have a plus five. I got an 11. 
Yeah, you don't know. You also see, because you can see kind of his hands stretched out on either side. Um, and you're on the right side. You see tattooed on his knuckles is the word rain. R-A-I-N. Across his knuckles. Okay. But it doesn't mean shit to you. Interesting. Okay. I'm also going to take out my pipe and start smoking it while I'm looking out into the water. I think Snowscred kind of quiets down and you hear pretty imposing footsteps. Locke is walking over to you with the captain, Christophan, and he says, Are you enjoying the ship? Are you comfortable? I would say so, yeah. It's a very nice ship. I honestly should have taken it. Uh, I think it would have fared a lot better against the giant crab. Yes, I hear about this giant crab. I also hear you prevented a mutiny against the Captain Stanzentar. I did. This is... Very noble of you. He kind of nods at you and he says, You're the kind of man I want on my ship. Well, thank you, Captain. He... Where did you find that guy over there? I purchased him for my own entertainment. I worship Umberly. She is an evil goddess, but she's the goddess of the seas, not of the storms. No good sailor would worship Talos. And so to honor my goddess, I spit at this god, Talos. Okay. You know I, much I about down with gods, that. don't you, Locke Dangerfield? <clears throat> yeah, I bled one once. This is... the story I have heard as well. This evil goddess Tiamat. That's the one. The gods are fickle creatures. They are, in many ways, just as flawed as us. Yeah. I can agree with that. Sometimes I think they're, uh, they're more flawed. I mean, the gods are... The gods have their domains, and that both influences their behavior and restrict it, restricts it. You know, the, the god of mercy can't be cruel... The god of the sea has no domain over land, etc., etc., you know. A this is why I, I do my best not to step on the land. <laughs> I, I fear if I am on land, this is where I'll die. That makes sense. Yeah, I can understand that. Who do you worship, Bradley?
You know, there was once a time where I thought I was on good terms with the gods and I worshipped... Um, sorry, I just saw that I have a mask your wound scroll. <laughs> um, I worshipped the gods of song. Jable is in cage, but... <laughs> the, the gods have not been kind to me the past while, and... So I've kind of just, I guess, abandoned them. Mm. I don't know. I feel like they've abandoned me more like, so... I don't think I worship anyone right now. My brother is a pious man. He is. He is foolish in his worship. The god of the sun... The sun rises every day, whether you pray for it or not. That's very true. To be truthful with you both, it gladdens me and saddens me to see you two here together on my ship. I once wished that my brother would sail with me, but he chose a different path. And for this, I cannot forgive him. He left me when I needed someone by my side. So I am glad to see you're joining your cousin in this hunt for the Great White Death. Well, we're going to show this Great White Death what death really is, right? <laughs> he nods and he, he kind of gestures towards the dark sky that to you just looks like the sky he says there is a rain coming I would go to your cabin now to keep warm and he he bids you both farewell well you had the captain okay alright do I get top bunk do you get top bunk who's who's sleeping <laughs> where roll the parmishes let's do it <laughs> Boulder parchment shears, yeah, go for it. Um, I I pull parchment. By the way, they can I just I pull I pull shears. Okay. <laughs> oh man, we're on a video All call. Right. We could have just done it. Which, yeah, which, uh, but that's not good for an audio medium. Very true. Which very one? True. Which do you, uh, which one do you want there, Jack? I, I'll take the bottom one. Okay, that's fine. I I think I wanted top anyway. <laughs> <laughs> the two of you had to sleep. It's probably while I'm while I'm falling asleep, Locke, you, or while we're going to bed, Locke, you can definitely hear me like quietly sobbing into my pillow. God, uh, I don't think Locke's gonna interact with that just yet. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh God. It's you almost get a full night's sleep, both of you. But right at dawn, you hear cries from the crew, uh, all hands on deck. Uh, there is something approaching the ship, uh, and pretty much everyone needs to man their battle stations. 
do the two of you run up, or are you going to just sit tight and let the crew deal with this? I mean, we might as well go. Yeah, I de- yeah, I'm definitely like buckling my sword to my hip. The two of you rush out onto the deck, and you see a bird about the size of what we would know to be a 747, a big, big as a plane. It's as goddamn. It's like as big as the ship. It's bigger than the ship. At least, not not long ways, but at least you know width. Its its wingspan is much wider than, than yeah. the ship. This is one of those rocks that you were told about. One of the ones we were told it, it wasn't there. <laughs> it, exactly. Both of you, go ahead and make me an. We're gonna say an animal handling check. Because you never get to use those. <laughs> okay. Ooh, that's an 18 for me. I got a 10. Okay, Locke. You can tell... Uh, well, generally, I'll say, Bradley, you know this thing, should it land on the ship, it is carnivorous. It's going to want to eat people on the ship. Mm-hmm. As far as you see Locke, you can tell just by the flight pattern of this thing, it is tired. It has been flying for a long time, pro- likely fleeing the whale bones and it is looking to rest on the ship, but it's resting on the ship will equal violence. I need you both to go ahead and roll initiative. Oh, goddamn. I rolled a natural 20! Hey! Uh, 16 for me. All right. What is your max HP, Bradley? 67. And what about you, Locke? I guess I should do... Uh, 116. So, Bradley, at the top of the order, it is you. This thing is right now about 150 feet out and closing in quickly. Hmm. I want to... I will definitely um, use a spell slot to cast fireball to try and get it to go somewhere else. I don't want to hit it. I just want it to scare it away. Okay. Yeah, burn the spell slot, and I'll say roll me an intimidation check. Okay. That's an 18. Okay. You can tell that this, what you have done, has not scared this thing off from leaving entirely but it has changed its flight trajectory and instead of it's going to take an extra turn to arrive to the ship that's your action what is your do you have a bonus action I do I'm going to pull out my lyre go (laughs) and give Locke a bardic inspiration Hey. Thank you. So now you can add a D8 to any roll. Oh, good. Perfect. Nice. Other than movement wise, oh, no, it says saving throw too. Yeah. Any so any roll. <laughs> movement wise, you were like right at the middle of the ship. Would okay. you like to move towards the front of the ship, the back of the ship? You want to stay where you're at? Where does it look like the rock is going to land? It looks like it's going to land uh, on the port side, 
which is about 30 feet from you. Okay. It then was going to land at the, the helm, but it's now arcing. I'm just going to stay at the in the middle then. Okay. What about you, Locke? It is now your turn. Oh, sorry, uh, it is not. On initiative 20, so Bradley rolled a natural 20, so we're bumping him up. On initiative 20, it's the ship's turns. You see that there are two uh, ballistas that are beginning to turn towards this thing. And I need to see the ra I'm sure the range hits, but... Uh, actually, the distance, it's going to have to roll with disadvantage, both of these guys. Their, their range is 120 feet, and this thing's 150 feet out. Let's see here. The first one with a 15 is a hit exactly. And the second one with a 19 is also a hit. So this rock is about to take 60, 10 damage. Oh. It takes 28 points of damage. You see these two giant crossbow bolts fly through the sky, both just kind of skimming uh, each side of a wing, and it kind of drops a little, still in the air, still flying full throttle towards the ship, but you guys are not alone in this fight. Uh, and that's there are other ship actions that can be taken, but right now this is the only thing that's going to hit this thing. All right, Locke, it is now your turn. Sure thing. Um, I'm, uh, I've got 40 feet uh, movement. Can I make it to where I think the rock's going to land? Absolutely. Okay, can I just go there? And can I hold, uh, it's possible to hold an action for when it arrives so that I can just lash out? Yes, that uses your reaction. You are good. Yeah. You have prepared a swipe. Perfect. Um, I think that's more or less... No, so let me, uh, how far away can I do a hunter's mark? How far away is it from me? It is 150. I don't know. I guess from there, it's 110 feet from you. Okay, still too far away. Perfect. Uh, then I will. That, uh, that's my turn. I'll just uh, heft my shield and my rapier. I'm ready for fight. Hell yeah. Okay. It arcs to the side. It's just using its movement. So now it is. Still from you, 110 feet, just at a different angle lock, and it is going to take an X. It would, it couldn't have landed this turn regardless, but it's going to take an extra turn to land now. So I'm presuming on your turn you will use the same reaction again, but this one is wasted because yeah. it's not landing yet. Yeah, that's fine. Top of the order, Bradley, you see this thing is still, it, it, it needs to land somewhere. It needs to rest its wings. It is hellbent on landing on this ship and probably getting a snack or two what do you want to do i'm gonna hold an action until it gets closer okay what what action are you holding um let's see it's definitely gonna be a spell i'm gonna hold a ralithim psychic lance all right sick Ooh. ballistas are turning and we are gonna see what they roll. They still are rolling with disadvantage right now. Two misses. Two bolts fly into the sky and would have hit without disadvantage, but otherwise you just see these bolts uh, blast into the water. 
and there's there's just a crew of people reloading them fast, so they are still able to shoot once every turn. All right, Locke, you're doing the same thing, holding your action? Yeah, yeah. All right. The rock is now making a beeline towards the ship. It is 30 feet out. Uh, so from you, 30 feet from you, uh, there. No, no, no. Well, you were 110. Uh, no, it makes it to you. It lands, but that's all it can do. So um, you can both can go ahead and use your reactions. My... Okay, it needs to make an intelligence saving throw for me. Nice. It's really good at those with a negative four. That is a, a, a not one plus negative four is a negative three. Oh! Okay. Okay. It is now... It's stunned until the end of your next turn. Right? Or the Yeah. It's incapacitated. That... So it takes yeah. 27 points of psychic damage... Nice. And it is incapacitated until the start of my next turn. Okay, cool. And then what about you there, Locke? You're lashing uh, out at him? Yeah, uh, can I do a bonus action and an action, or does this reaction... Uh, no, it's, you're you're only holding an action. You can't do a bonus action. Yeah, I thought, I thought but as much. I will say this. Because Bradley did that first, it kind of like drops in the air and kind of lands... Oddly, and it's incapacitated, which does give you advantage on the attack, which will give you sneak attack, among other things. Ooh, excellent. Um, then, yeah, I will attack, because I, I get two attacks a turn as well. So, All right, go for it. All right, so first one with advantage. First is 25. That absolutely hits. Second is 11, so we'll go for the uh, 35 one. That is 15 damage, plus I'll, uh, how much, 40, 46. It's 16. Uh, can I add the Bardic nice. Inspiration to that? No, not to that. It has to be to a, a d20 roll. Sure, no problem. Um... So, that's, so if, yeah, for the first attack, that's 15 plus 16, and the second attack, 13 to hit, oh, 11 to hit, god, awful. It's an 11 and a 13? Yeah, so I miss, presumably. Yep, you, you slice this thing just in its eye, and then Ooh. try and do the same thing to its beak, and the beak is just tougher. Yeah, that's fine, fair. Well, bloody it, that's, that's pretty good. Absolutely. So that was all in the rock's turn. So uh, uh, raw theme psychic lance usually would prevent it from having a turn, but now it's back to Bradley. So it's not really. It's. It, I mean, it's still a good spell to you know have ready as uh, as an action, but I don't think the action economy works in your favor in this case, Thorn. Does that make sense? Yeah, that does make sense. All right, Thorne, it is your turn. And you are, this thing is now on the deck, kind of like half one wing, kind of in the water, just being dragged. Crew is all ready to start surrounding it. Um, one thing I will note is that Snow Scred chained to the mast is cackling. Uh, that's not, that's not what you want. <laughs> just losing his fucking mind. Okay. 
Um, give me one second. Hmm. What you gonna do with that big fat action? <laughs> wiggle, wiggle, wiggle. I'm going to cast a fear, and okay. it needs to make me a wisdom saving throw. Alright, it is better at those. Still not good. That is another natural one. Okay, <laughs> cool. Um, cool guy. I feel really it, bad for him now. Uh, it sees its worst fear. Um, it sees and now it has to, And now it has to dash uh, from me. Um, on its turn on its turn and it has to get out of like it can't it has to keep going until it can't see me anymore and I'm assuming since it's a bird of prey it has a pretty good uh, damn sight. You're, yeah that's about to end this fight okay block it is oh sorry it's the crew's turn the crew is now just kind of lashing out with crossbows a few pistol flint flop uh, flint lock pistols. Um, they're not going to shoot a ballast at this thing because it's on it. <laughs> Their ship. Um, like, oh shit, we Small. sunk the ship. So let's just toss out one of these. Alright, that is a hit. And it's going to take a combo for a total of 18 points of damage as different things are kind of skewering it and hitting it. Now it is your turn, Locke. It is right next to you, and you have your uh, full turn as opposed to just a ready to action. Would I? Would I be? Would I be able to figure out from Bradley's spell that he's he's managed? Well, to it says it? each creature, so I'm assuming you would also be within the cone. So you need to make a wisdom saving throw too. Oh, okay, oh shit. Fine. There's also going to be, I'm going to say, like, five crewmates who have to do this as well. Okay. Uh, that's 23. Okay, you succeed. And then the crewmates get, respectively, an 18, a 20, a 21, a 7, and a 5. Okay, the 7 and the 5 um, see their worst fears, and they have to use the dash action to get away from me. Okay, they, one of them is like screaming about spiders and runs to the to the front of the ship, and the other one is screaming about snakes and runs to the back of the ship. And as soon as they can't see me, they can do another wisdom save, and they just have to be the sixteen. Okay. All right. So you weren't you weren't afraid, Locke. What are you gonna do? Sure. Um, I'll use because I've got the mobile feet, so I'll I'll disengage just by uh, moving moving away from air. And I'll call out to the um, I'll call out to the uh, the guards, the the, the other uh, the other crew members, and ju and just say leave leave it be, let it leave. Okay, everyone is very easy uh, easily convinced of this. It kind of shakes its head and it flies off a full dash, gets it two hundred and forty feet away from you, and combat is over. It it has fled and we'll find another place to seek shelter. Hell yeah. Nice, nicely done. A... Sometimes you got to use your brains instead of brawn, right? <laughs> a crewmate w walks over to you, one of the ones that was affected by the fear, uh, 
it, the the guy Billy. He says, "Hey, uh, no, I did not." He, this guy just—he's all head, no neck. He's just head straight to shoulders, just big dude. He's like, oh, "I really didn't take kindly to that. What the fuck was that?" Hey, man, it got it got the fight done quick, didn't it? Would you rather be eaten by a rock or see spiders for a couple of minutes? Roll persuasion. Okay. Persuasion. I only have a plus eight to that. I got a 21. He says, oh, that's a good point, though. You do. You're hitting me with logical, logical sequences that I can easily follow. <laughs> he, uh, he, kinda, he, kinda, he, nod, he nods, which is a movement of his whole torso, and he, uh, he just kind of walks off. You hear once more this cackling. <laughs> you think that you are safe from the might of Talos. And with that, I need Bradley... I need you to make a dexterity saving throw, please. I'm proficient in those. I got a 20, a dirty 20. You succeed. You feel very briefly static electricity. Raise your arm hair. You feel a tingling in your fingertips. You leap to the side as a bolt of lightning crashes down onto the deck of the ship. You take five points of lightning damage as it just barely catches you. Ooh. And crew members immediately know that this is Snowscred's doing. They rush over to him. One of them grabs him by his big bald head, cracks his head against the mast. Blood starts dripping down. He says, (laughs) Bradley Copper, I am the courier of the cold. I am the harbinger of harsh winds. I am a priest of Talos. And as he gets Talos out, you see Christophan takes the butt of his sword, cracks him in the, the side of the head, knocking him unconscious. And he goes limp. People pick you up, check on you, and in the deck of the ship where that lightning striked or struck (laughs) you see the emblazoned symbol of Talos burnt into the deck three lightning bolts Modular is Jack Dean as Locke Dangerfield, Thorin George as Bradley Copper, and Luke Job as our DM. The story you heard today, as well as 99% of the characters, were created by Wizards of the Coast and can be found in the module Sleeping Dragon's Wake. Holly Lyons is our fantastic editor. Bethany Gray does our gorgeous cover art. Our music today was written and performed by Max Hedman. You can find Max's music anywhere you listen to music. You can follow us on Twitter at ModThePod, join our private Facebook group at the Modular Podcast Fan Club, Follow us on Instagram and TikTok at The Modular Podcast, and subscribe to us on YouTube at The Modular Podcast. You can email us with any questions about our show at modularpodcast at gmail.com. While you're on those socials, you should also join our Discord. 
Here's a quick shout out to at Dice of Thunder, at the AARPGs, which, God, such a good name. Not all of these names are great, but I mean, come on, that's great. At Namastacy GM, also great. At Cat Slap Studios, also great. At Cam Bitterin, also great, even though I almost fucked it up. And Dice of Thunder, of course, y'all's name is great as well. Everyone's got a great name. I'm just going to say AARPGs. Like, come on. You got to go follow them. Follow all of these pages. They follow us on Twitter. That's where we banter. That's where we joke. That's where we, we're just silly little gooses running around, quacking, flying, shitting in ponds. You know, that's what we do. Remember that new episodes come out every Tuesday. And until then, thank you for listening to Modular. Modular.